I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. Still reeling after back-to-back division wins. Historic, record-setting win over the Chargers at home. Ten-and-a-half-point dogs to KC at Arrowhead. Stomping Patrick Mahomes' dick through his taint. Feels good, man. It's a great feeling. Feels right. It feels Especially really considering good. it came yeah, out yeah. to that Minnesota, like just as about as low as you can get Minnesota loss. And then the yeah. team just bounced back like they were on a trampoline. Yeah, man. Well, you you, uh, you missed a swear jar, but whatever. Swear jar? Which one did I say? Taint? No. Before that. Oh. I'll take your word for it. Well, you don't have to. Play it back. I've sworn a lot. The last few few games, I, I gave I gave you a, I gave you a couple of passes, but that's all right. It's all right. I'm trying to be good, but man, you know, it's uh, it's it's what we needed to have happen. Um, something very encouraging to have us bounce back the way we did after that Minnesota debacle at home. It shows that um, we saw it happen a few years in a row under Gruden. Where, you know, we kind of tumbled at the end of the year, and and especially after uh, after it happened in nineteen, it happened again in twenty. But what did they say? Oh, we're not going to let that happen again. And the exact same thing happened, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it happened, and they cut it, and they nipped it right the, the first game. Yeah. The first game after that, so it shows uh, a lot of character um, that the uh, the players are responding to co- to the coaches and to the message, and they're all bought in. That, that those are all really good signs. Well, and, and a consistent defense, which is it just seems so weird because we haven't seen it in decades here in Raider Nation, but it is so legit. So legit, in fact, it gave Patrick Mahomes one of his worst games and one of the worst seasons he's had as a chief. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful watching him complain and moan and watching Travis Kelsey throw his helmet. Get all teary-eyed. They were teary-eyed. They were crying. It was so sweet. Seeing uh, Brittany and Taylor Swift crying in the box and needing to be consoled. Crying in the box. It was beautiful. So uh, just real quick, we're going we're gonna to tell you what happened to Patrick Mahomes, and then we'll tell you why it happened to Patrick Mahomes, because we're still reeling from that beautiful day. Uh, so here's Patrick Mahomes' stats in every single game so far in this 2023 season. Against the Raiders up here on top. 14 points, second fewest points that they've scored all season. Um, 44 passing attempts, the most attempts that he's made all season. Second fewest yards per attempt, 5.3 in the season. Second fewest yards per catch at 8.7 all season. He gave up four sacks. Thank you, Malcolm Koontz, for three of them. Most all season. 8.3 Percent sack percentage, highest sack percentage of the season, and the second fewest net yards gained 
per attempt. So depending on exactly which metric you look at, this was somewhere between his second and third worst game of the season in what is right now the second worst season of his NFL career. So not only is Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid and company, this offense getting figured out, spiraling, blame the receivers, is the rest of the defenses in the league catching up, whatever you want to blame it on. Down year for the Queefs. And the Raiders brought out the worst in Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Feels so good. Oh my Feels god. Feels so good. It you're you know what? The rest, hey, 30 other NFL teams, you're welcome. Like it's one of the, like I would say, you know, Cowboys are up there in the real high hate spectrum. Um, the the Patriots have sucked for a couple seasons, so they're like not not quite as high. But even like my like my, my Charger buddies, my Bronco buddies, they're like, man, it is so good watching the Chiefs just like falter on Christmas morning, just watching them fumble just around. Apart. We all we all kind of come together a little bit when Patrick yeah. Mahomes is whining and complaining. So the blueprint actually was brought out by the Broncos on how to defend um, the Chiefs. That's the mm -hmm. first game that I watched, and they did exactly what we did. They were able to get pressure with four, and they clogged the middle, and they forced Mahomes to throw the ball out wide. If you have the personnel to do it, you can do it. Not, I want to say easily, but it's not a difficult scheme to go against the Chiefs anymore. Yeah, the, um, it was a huge mistake, and I understand what you're going to say. Oh, well, they won't. They won it last year with Juju and all these other guys. Yeah, well, it took the league a little while to catch up. Plus, because they still had Eric Bieniemy too, kind of scheming things a little bit different. Now, it's really it's it the blueprints out there on how to defend these guys. If a dumbass like me can let you guys know, this is how we have to defend these guys, and Exactly what I said is exactly what they did. Clog the middle and force it out wide. See, look, the, the big difference is it's not just the quarterback throwing the ball out wide that makes the play happen. It's the receiver running the route that makes the route work. And if your receivers out wide aren't running the routes the way you're, they're supposed to, they're keying the defenders on what's happening, and it's easier for them to defend. And that's, that's I think, the biggest issue is the skill set and, and the skill of the receivers out wide is not as good as they've had in the past. They're not as good route runners. And um, that, that that's how you defend these guys. You clog up the middle. Um, they said in the, in the broadcast, Kelsey's uh, has had one touchdown in the last eight games. He's had one 100-yard game in the last nine games. Um, and so they're, they're defending him by just clogging the middle. Uh, the issues that I was most afraid of when we were talking about it on the pre-show um, still came up. When Patrick Mahomes extended plays, he was still lethal. That was the vast majority of his yards. He had 10 rushes for a lot of yards. That's the most he's had all season. Mm -hmm. We weren't really able to contain him. And it's like we talked about in the pregame is when it's pressure, it needs to be running for your life, not feeling the pressure and moving. When he felt the pressure and moved is when he when he killed us. Because it was is exactly what I talked about. It was like, yeah, the first four seconds, sticky coverage, clog up the middle, like you mentioned, doing well. Once he starts moving around and the clock starts ticking, five seconds, six seconds, seven seconds. That's when guys were super wide open, and Patrick Mahomes was able to be, to be Patrick Mahomes. But we did everything up to those four seconds so well that even when he still had those daggers and still was the magician at times, still kept him out of the end zone for the vast majority of the game. Um, so there's those two things. Also, we, we clogged up the run. Our run defense, as good, as amazing as this defense has been, the run defense hasn't been great. Pacheco got, I mean, he had that touchdown on that 
you know, like fake wildcat. <laughs> yeah. Um, he had his touchdown, but other than Patrick Mahomes, the rest of the team was like 2.5 yards per carry, 2.8 yards per carry. Stop the run game, which was which was yeah. the other big part of it. Made that. him made him one dimensional. I mean, look, he had he had his most attempts he's had all season, and attack on top of that, ten rushes, which are more dropbacks that he just ended up running the ball. Mm-hmm. So he 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 threw the ball a lot that game, and that played right into our hands. Most of the season, it's it's Never, weird. Yeah. It's it's weird to say, even without the rushes, it was the most all season. It's weird to say that we wanted him to to, to drop back. We didn't want them to run the ball. We wanted them to be. Uh, one-dimensional so we can it's, it's easier to defend they're not they're not the the offense that they've been in the past they uh they didn't have a re- they didn't have and this is weird for andy reed like like obviously i hate andy reed like chief's coach but like i feel like i would love him if, if he was in any, a coach of any other squad because his adjustments are so well um but they just really didn't have a good adjustment like their their, their big adjustments was like patrick mahomes just buying more time Right, just kind of like just be more escapably, and that was, uh, that's I mean, how their offense got. That's that's the way their offense got their chunk plays in the second half. They they did a lot of uh, a lot of those slip screens, and they, they did a couple of screens to uh, quick passes just to get the ball in the hands of uh, of Kelsey and and uh, a couple other guys to Rice. Yeah, so I mean the the, the uh, conditions weren't ideal uh, to throw the ball. It was really windy. It was more more so the wind than, than the rain was the issue. Uh, so they just like, all right, well, let's just throw short passes and, and try to get yards after catch, which on the second touchdown drive in the one in the second half was when they, they started throwing the shorter passes and they brought the linebackers in. They were able to sneak that crossing pattern behind them, and that's where Rice went uh, and for a long gain. Uh and that was, I mean, once we fit, once we saw that, it didn't work anymore. We were we were able to run up and stop them. And after we stopped it a, a couple of times, they, they knew they couldn't really gain a lot of yards doing that anymore. It just took one, you know, crazy effort by uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to break a tackle and gain a bunch of yards. But other than that, I mean, really, was, who missed there. that tackle? Someone missed a really, really it was Hobbs. Bad, it was Hobbs. Hobbs yeah, Hobbs that missed a really, tackle. really bad missed tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other than that, other than that, we were solid, man. We were solid, and also we were solid. Like it wasn't like because what did Jack Jones say at the beginning, right? Just smash the magician in the mouth, mouth, and the magic goes away. We did get four sacks, and he was there was some like good pressures on him. Um, but I was just so impressed. I, I was thinking to myself, like, look, we have to bottle up Patrick Mahomes and rough him up, hurt him. We need Crosby and Koontz and these guys to like. That's the only way we're gonna win because these DBs will eventually crack under time. They kind of did at times, but it was a it was it wasn't just our defensive line making this happen. Like it was a it was a team effort keeping the Patrick Mahomes bottled good. up. Secondary showed up when they needed to. Linebackers were, were decent. Linebackers coverage, running right? up like, there. I identified the, the the checkdowns and there was no yards after catch on that. Um, you know, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Hobbs that, that that made that play in the end zone mm-hmm. uh, to the tip corner. the ball away on the fourth and on fourth and on fourth and goal. Um, so these guys, they, they, they're, they're playing with a lot of confidence and, uh, they're playing fast. They're not, they're not, uh, sitting there thinking they're just seeing and go, you know, it's, it's, another, it's another Patrick yeah. Graham W it's a juice from AP schemes from PG and people were in the right place. Like, again, it wasn't like, obviously Malcolm Coots had the best game, of, best game of his career. I would yeah, say for sure. Best game exactly. of his career yeah. for Malcolm Coots, which is, which is big. But other than that, 
team effort. Just a solid, solid team effort by the defense. Offense, not so much, but we didn't need it. It's just all around. Obviously, there's you know giant plays. Jack Jones. The passing the offense, not the running offense, did really well. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bury uh, Farva for that performance because only Patrick Mahomes type effort would have given him that, you know, the yards that he did. That, that those those conditions were terrible. Yeah. Uh, he got a lot of his yards on really short, like at the goal, at, at the line of scrimmage, or even behind uh, passes. And he had that one pass, um, that crossing pattern to Rice that gained him a lot of yards. Other than that, it was like a lot of short stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, and, and the Chiefs' defense is legit. And and the conditions legit. were really bad. I mean, the, the Chiefs' defense is, is legit when it's indoors. But you play in that with that legit D, man, it's, it's – I'm not going to crucify him for this. But one thing I will take a look at is, you know, you had a game that where you scored 49 points offensively, but then you got a zero and a six. Like, it's like, uh, we need to, you know, get a little bit more consistency. A lot of more consistency. Uh, well, one guy's looking for consistency. Tony Pierce. What a great time to talk about should I get this job or not. Off of back-to-back, <laughs> beating the Chargers, beating the Chiefs on the road. Uh, what a great time for Antonio Pierce to be to be uh, addressing these questions, right? Because we talked after the Vikings game. We were like, nah, he's not going to be head coach. Not going to happen. Two weeks later, two weeks later, it's a very, very different tone and tune from everybody. Uh, here's AP at the Tuesday presser when he was asked that very question. My resume's on the grass. Which one? I can put up a fancy presentation. I've seen that before. I can put up stats. I can put up my resume. Um, but the best thing that happened for me was the opportunity. And as like I said this maybe last week, you know, the worst day I was going to be as a head coach was my first day. And these days, my job, and, and I really take pride in growing each and every day to get better. No different than when I was a player to get better. And by the end, you know, you look at it, whatever your career was and whatever my coaching career is, that you sit there and say, look, yeah, this is what he was. And hopefully Mark Davis sees uh, improvement and growth within our team. He sees the style and play that he wants from the Raiders. He sees a fan base that's behind us. He sees a building that loves coming to work and loves being here and people that's covering the team, enjoying covering the team. And at the end of the day, we got to win. And right now, my record, our record is four and three. So if Antonio Pierce was a used car salesman, we'd all be walking out with a 1982 Volkswagen Scirocco with a big smile on our face, thinking it was the way to go. Silver tongue, that AP. Um, that's part of being a good head coach is not just like snake oil selling people your job. That's kind of the negative way to look at it. It's inspiring men and alphas, like leaders of men, inspiring those type of guys, which is definitely done. Um, so I have three big takeaways for that answer. Um, he first, he brought up results, which is what you do when you just as 10 and a half point dogs, beat the chiefs, kick the buttholes in of the chargers, just mm -hmm. destroyed back to back AFC West division. Like, the results are there, right? Self-improvement. That's a big one. I love that line. He's like the very worst day I have ever been as a head coach was my first day. Cause I'm getting better every single day. And so that's kind of how you can start to like look back at the, you know, kind of the brain farts he's had at certain times, the Vikings performance, some other, you know, some other bad losses. You can say, well, he's just getting better every day. Like the learning curve for someone who's learning on the job is about as steep as they get. And he keeps, he keeps pounding the pavement correctly. So of the Raider way, Mark Davis wants to hear it. It's the fan base wants to hear it. And it's also, there's, it's not, um, 
just like a campaign slogan because it's been generally true. Like these these players are buying into an attitude, a feeling, a swagger, and the best way to just like put like a label on it is like the Raider way, right? That's how we're doing things. I've always thought like it was too easy just to throw the. I, th- I feel like too many coaches, like Josh McDaniels and other guys, have just been like, "Oh, the Raider way." This is like you don't care. You're just saying that because you he know, Mark know what the Raider way is. You just well, you just you're just saying what you know. Mark Davis wants to hear. Um, there's tangible, real results from Antonio Pierce instilling instilling like Raider way in this team. So you you can lie to a person for decades. One single person, you can lie to them for a long time. Mm-hmm. You can't lie to a large group of people for a long time. It's you, there's no way you can be that consistent and and, and and lie and keep up the lie with that many. I was like a challenge to me, Soto. I think I can do it. All right. Well, let's see how that works out for you. When you have a group like this, a group that knows fresh what it what it shouldn't look like, yeah, what they don't want to see. You come in there and you tell them not just what they want to hear. Right. But you tell them how they want to hear it and you get the results because, yeah, you can know the Raider way and you can you can pump guys up and you can be able to, you know, motivate and all this stuff. But if it doesn't translate to improvement, it doesn't matter. There's you're still going to lose the guys. You have to improve. So he's ticking all those boxes. Right. And. If I'm Mark Davis, I'm, I'm my big decision is. Do I go with what I know is going well right now? Or do I go with someone who has to break this down and build this back up in their image going forward? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the big question. Because anyone you bring in, they're going to do the same thing that Josh Daniels did. They're going to do the same thing that John Gruden did. They're going to do the exact same thing. They go in there and they're going to gut it and bring their guys in. Maybe not every single thing, but down to the studs, right? The studs are going to be the stud players. And then you just pack the guys around them. Well, how do you know that's going to work? It's a lot more of of a um, percentage of error if you get rid of a lot of guys as opposed to guys that were playing well in your system now. Uh, So that's that's kind of like, you know, how are you going to weigh it? Yeah, I think think so often I've I've said it on this show so many times, but it's true. And I hope everyone gets on board with my way of thinking is stop thinking it of does Antonio Pierce earn the job or not? Like thinking of it more is like when the season's over, we want the best guy. Is that guy Antonio Pierce? He's making his case, right? But like, don't think of it as it's, is he winning or losing the job? It's look at every single possible head coaching candidate out there. Mm-hmm. And who's a number one, right? Can we get number one? If we can't, can we get number two, right? If we can't, can we get number three? Look at it in those terms. And the beautiful thing about Antonio Pierce is you kind of know what he's doing and we know we can get him, right? He's not getting a head coaching job at any of the other 31 NFL teams, right? So it's like we got – he is in our back pocket at all times. Also, just to remix that a little bit, it's who's going to coach the team, this team, the best? Because mm-hmm. you can have a coach that has a lot of success somewhere, but if you're just – you know, if you feel like the, 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 the foundation is there, just a couple pieces are missing, why are you going to want to just do a lot of turnover? You know, yeah. you, you could – you could get, let's say, get a, a coach that has a, a better resume as far as coaching goes, but this guy coaches this team the best. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's what you're going to have to weigh. Uh, I, I'm I'm more of the opinion of, you know, work off of the work you've already done. You know, like kind of like 
harvest some of the, the, the work you've already done and you have a, a great nucleus of young players, especially in our secondary. Geez, those guys are going to be together for a while. Um, and you have a, a, a offensive line that's starting to come around. You got some young pieces there. Uh, the weapons are under contract except for Devontae for a little bit of time. And who knows what we're going to do with that. But uh, ultimately, you have a couple of pieces, very important pieces, but you got a couple of pieces you have to fix uh, while everything else is pretty much ready to rock. So why would you why would you want to bring in and just kind of disrupt all of that? You know? Yeah. Well, this is this would be if I'm Mark Davis, this is what I need to be asking myself. Can Antonio Pierce get this offense going? Right? Because the defense is playing lights out. And I think it's fair to say, like, I don't I don't know what your breakdown is. Like, who do you credit the defense to? Is it like 50-50 AP Patrick Graham? I kind of think it's more like 70 Graham. It's Graham. It's mostly Graham. I, look. Yeah, like 70-30. Because the, the the juice AP brings is real. Um, but I think Graham is doing the bulk of it, right? So, like, you you got to give AP some credit for how the defense oh, is playing. Course, but you got to give course. the bulk of it, right? So, it's like, okay, if the bulk of the credit for the defense is Patrick Graham, um, and the offense has been pretty awful, right? Um. That's what Mark Davis has to figure out is can he be convinced that under Antonio Pierce, this offense can get together because the weapons are too good for it to be this bad. Um, again, rookie quarterback, Josh McDaniels, Bo. Well, I mean, look, not a lot of great things, not just the rookie quarterback. He was pretty much ignored for the bulk of the season leading okay. into when McDaniels got fired. Okay. That's why, I mean, that, I mean, it worked in our favor in this respect. That's why Coach Bo and Farva were able to have such a good relationship because they were kind of like off to the side, like, all right, guys, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna work with the first and second stream because those are my guys. They're eating at that chess like, club table. Yeah, in the cafeteria. You, you, you can't sit with us, right? Yeah. So then you got you got Mick Lombardi, you got uh, Josh McDaniels, and you got Garoppolo, and, and and you have Hoyer, and those are like you know the the the, the mean girls, right? And then you got the other two guys over here, Coach Bo and Farva, kind of like off to the side. Even when he wasn't sure when if Farva was going to uh, make his first start against the Chargers, he didn't take all the first team reps that week. So mm -hmm. even when he started, he was still wasn't sure. Jim D still wasn't sure. So it's on top of not being there from the beginning and having multiple coaches and you know maybe multiple different philosophies on how to do certain things. He wasn't giving a lot of attention, a lot of development in the beginning. And and that's that's the thing that I think you and I put a probably the most weight on coach-wise is can you develop talent? Can you bring the best out of your players? And Patrick Graham is not only doing that, I think he's actually making those pieces better by 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 the way they're fitting. And they 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 like we talked about this before about the NASCAR package. Right. We, even when Tyree got first first got um, drafted, even before we even saw him practice or play, I was talking about the NASCAR package. You slide him inside and do a NASCAR package, and that's what they've been doing. He's yeah. just going to bull rush quickly anyway. Yeah, it's, I, it's, like they had Robinson <laughs> do it, do it in the middle. Yeah, Robinson, Coons, uh, uh, Max uh, and Tyree, Max and Tyree. Yeah, and it's it, and they didn't have to, guess what? They didn't have to blitz. They were just rushing those four guys. And they were able to drop everyone else back, and it um, it really messed with the reigning Super Bowl MVP. So I think we found a couple of things, and, and and that was probably what they were talking about. The coaching staff was talking about as far as a surprise going into the 
the Minnesota game off the bye week uh, was like their kind of like big surprise, and it's been working. Um, we just need to have a surprise uh, offense. Maybe it's Zamir White. Who knows? And as someone was was banging on me for saying, "Oh, that Zamir White's not bigger than Josh Jacobs." I saw him with the shirt off after the game. He did not look two hundred and fifteen pounds. I'm sorry, he looked a lot bigger. Josh than is he's taller, but Josh is thick. With Josh like four, Josh was a little bit C's. too thick coming he's, into the season. No way. I like that. Th- give me that. Oh, give me that well, yeah, well, the, the freaking results showed it. He got better as he, he lost give me weight. The girth. Uh, so anyway, if I'm Mark Davis or if I'm me, that's my big question for Antonio Pierce. And it's not a kill it, but that's the number one question. How are you going to make this offense good? How? Oh, I got a plan for this quarterback. I got a, I got an offensive coordinator that I want, whatever it may be. Who have you talked to? Who do you know? Who's in your holodex? That's, that's what it, that's, that's the, that's the biggest knock on AP shot at being head coach. Just looking more and more like he's going to get the job every day. That's the big, that's that. If he can, if he can overcome that. Defense be tough. We've seen it. You, you, you special teams takes care of itself. Special You're teams, clearly a leader of men. Great media loves him. What's going on offensively? Why are you so inconsistent with all these weapons? Um, and it's it's and it's just the passing offense because the running offense has has been fine. It's the uh, no. It's the it was thirty second going into the Chiefs game. Well, because of the I mean, un, un, not not under Pat, not under excuse me, not under uh, AP. Under, you had you had to deal with all of Josh McDaniels crap for the first eight games, right? I don't know. I don't know what the average is over the five games he's played, but it, it was historically Roger, bad. Checking. And it was also it was bad under the Vikings, obviously. Good against Chiefs. Chargers is kind of a weird one because like we barely had the ball because we have the ball and just score. <laughs> Every I'll time. check right now. I'll see. Uh, I think we did run the ball pretty good against them anyway. Anyway, um, I'm curious how good the run, running offense has been under Antonio Pierce in those five games. He's three and two, right? Five games, right? Uh, uh, no, he's four, four, and four and three. Four and three. Seven. So seven games under AP. How are you looking? Are you looking? I'm just going to. I'm just going to ESPN and going off the scores. One twenty-five. All right, one twenty-five. Keep talking, that was, sir. That was Talk Chiefs. That, oh, was, that was a 125 was against the Giants. Team 125. Giants. Yep, that was a good. Uh, that was a great offensive game. Box Jets. score: uh, the Jets 148. So that's uh, 173 or 270. How many? What? What's the yards per? Do you know the yards per carry on those ones? No. 273. Okay. 273 total again in two games. Keep that in mind. Uh, Dolphins. 36, 273 and 36 is uh, 309. 309. 5, 6, 7, 309. 309 is the first Chiefs game. Mathing with stats. 309. This is the math. 309 plus 123 is 432. 33. No, 432. 123 plus 309 is 423. 432, 432, Utah, 432, uh, 432 plus 56 is a 489, oh, 88, you got it, 
488 plus 124 is 588, uh, 612. 612. And uh, this last game against the uh, old keeper there. So that's 612. That's uh, 769. 769 divided hey, by 7. What's 769 divided by 7? 110. 109, yeah, so 110. So what, what would 110 a game be right now? In the Roger, league? checking rushing yards per game. NFL. All that was done in my brain. For all you think that I'm stupid. I'm not stupid, I'm just ignorant. 110 would put it uh, exactly at 17th. Cool. In between the the Steelers and the Titans, so it would be so it'd be exactly average rushing offense under under AP. All right. Um, and then passing offense would be probably close to last. Yeah, it's been pretty bad. There's been a, some bad. bad games. So, that, so again, again, that's 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 what AP has to do. He has to convince Mark Davis, I can turn this offense around. Here's my plan. And honestly, offensive coordinator. And a, a court, an, an actual quarterback that's not a fourth-round rookie thrown in there halfway through the season. Right? If it was just this game, it wouldn't be such a like a, a, a bad mark against Coach Bo because there were some guys open, and, and the elements were pretty bad, okay? Yeah. But you take – there's been a, lot, a couple of bad stinkers passing-wise, uh, and this is just since uh, AP took over. There's been some bad passing games, man. So um, we'll see how – and this is going to be even more – I think even more of uh, – uh, um, With a good pass a, protection line and Devontae and Josh and Jacoby and Hunter. Like that's the other part. Yeah, if, if, There's some if, bad if passing was, offenses, but – Yeah, if it know. was a – if they were like 200, 250, like if there were Farva games, right, the last the, – the other games, but then, you know, against – uh, the Chiefs at the Chiefs in the element against the Chiefs defense. Like if 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 that was the bad game, but no, then you had a, you know a pretty rough game against against Miami. He had a, a a pretty rough game against the Minnesota. The first the the first Chiefs game wasn't all that great. So I mean, you you, you start stacking those up, and you're like, okay, well, I mean, yeah, I understand there's some some circumstances, but. You also have to come through too, so we'll see. This is going to be a, a good test to see how Coach Bo does these last two games because I think more so than AP coaching for his job, I think he's pretty pretty much solidified where he's going to be. Coach Bo is definitely coaching for his job here um, and putting something together that that can be. I, I don't think he is. I think he's going to be the scapegoat for the offense. I I think he's I think he's probably going to go back to coach, but he could be coaching for another job. Right, like if he puts yeah. together something back yeah. to back, and awesome. He, right, like maybe you know, yeah. Maybe another I, I, team I will, look at him. You're right. I, I'm going to amend that. Not coaching for his job, but coaching for uh, a job. Yeah, a job. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it could be, it could be brought, brought back. It probably won't be if they bring another offensive coordinator in. Normally, the quarterback coach is like the assistant offensive coordinator, right? So yeah. I don't know that he's going to – the new guy is going to want to bring – if we have a new guy, he's going to want to bring in an old quarterback coach because that could – especially when he did the job that he was hired for. And if we get, you know, like a high draft pick rookie quarterback and we keep Devontae and Jacobs and Jacoby, like we're probably – good, and, and we have a defense this good and a special teams this good, we're going to track some good offensive coordinators. 
Like this is a team an OC would want. A top 10 defense, the best kicking duo in football. You've got Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams. Like people are going to want this job. Like we should, we should attract, like there's OCs out there looking for a gig. They're going to want this job. Attractive gig. They're definitely going to want it. Uh, it's something that can uh, give them a, a, a fast track to a head coach. And I say if they, if he improves the offense markedly over this season, for by, by year three, he'll be a uh, the OC would be a pretty good uh, candidate for a head coaching job. So a lot of people are going to get promotions, jobs, raises if we make the playoffs. The Raiders can make the playoffs. Two games ago, we were way less than 1% to make the playoffs. One, two in a row. Now there's a shot. There's a genuine shot. The Raiders make the playoffs. We are currently a 12% shot at making the playoffs, according to NFL.com's odds. If we win on Sunday, 30% shot. So here's a look at the AFC playoff standings currently um couple things so we're going to go through every single scenario and all the teams that we're going against to potentially get this gig so four of the afc teams are eliminated don't even have to worry about them chargers oh that's too bad that's sad that's you hate to see it that's a bummer. and then you look at all the on the bubble teams so there's six eight and seven teams remaining uh steelers Bengals, texans colts and Jags. So Bills, nine and six, even if they lose out and we win out and we're both nine and eight, they have the tiebreaker over us. So that's that's done. They're over us no matter what, right? They could they could potentially not make the playoffs, but they will always beat us to the playoffs, right? So we're rooting for the Bills. We want them to be the sixth seed because if they're the seventh seed, they could knock us off, right? So we're kind of rooting for the Bills to get that sixth seed. Jaguars currently also eight and seven, same record as us. However, no, we're because seven and eight, sir. The Jaguars are eight and seven. And we're seven and eight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, seven and eight. They're eight and seven. However, they have the easiest schedule remaining. They play the Panthers and Titans. They're almost for sure going to win out in the AFC South, right? So they'll be that fourth seed in the AFC South. They're kind of done, right? So now we deal with who's ever left. Five teams left to deal with. Colts, Texans, Bengals, Steelers, Broncos. I'll start with the obvious ones. Uh, Broncos, it's as simple as we have to beat them, right? We play we play the Broncos coming up, and we play the Colts coming up. We got to beat those two teams if we want to make the playoffs. Not rocket science. Got to beat them both. Um, and whether they win or lose could change things. Now, the Colts, backup quarterback, I like that. Um, that should help out. Now it gets a little dicey. Um, Steelers are the team I worry about the least. Eight and seven. They have the third toughest schedule remaining. They play the Ravens and Seahawks, and they've got a quarterback issue. They're probably losing out. I, I think it can get the, kick them out pretty safely to say. Bengals. Also eight and seven. They have the sixth toughest schedule remaining. They have Browns and Chiefs, and of course they have a backup quarterback. Not looking great for them. Colts, they're currently sitting at the seventh seed. We obviously play them on Sunday. 
17th toughest schedule remaining. They've got the Texans and then obviously us. Also, backup quarterback. The one team I'm worried about the most are these Houston Texans. Okay? Currently number eight seed. They have a kind of a cakewalk. Colts and Titans. And they should get C.J. Stroud back. There's a good chance they win out, and that screws us over. So, Jaguars basically already set. Even though they're 8-7, and seven, they're probably going to win the AFC South. Their schedule is so easy. Bills have the tiebreaker over us in nine wins. We're rooting for them to get the sixth seed. Um, Broncos, we just got to beat when we play them. Colts, we just got to beat when we play them. Bengals, tough schedule, quarterback hurt. Steelers, tough schedule, quarterback hurt. But then the Texans. Texans are the team that we need to have lightning strike. We need Will Levis to go hog wilds. We need someone to take down those Texans for us because that's who scares me the most getting in the playoffs. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if we win out, that takes care of the Broncos and that takes care of the Colts. Yep. Okay. Um, the Steelers, they're not beating those two teams like back to back. They're not beating the Seahawks and, and, and the Ravens back to back. No, that's not going to happen. Um, the one eh, Houston has to lose one game. They have to lose one. If they lose one game, then we're good. We're in. Um, that's the tough one, man. That's a tough one. Um, and again, this is all predicated on us winning out too, which is obviously yeah, that, that's, know, no. That, I mean, yeah, easy, we have. But like I said, us winning out takes care of two other things. Like five things have to happen. We win out. The Colts lose a game, which is we win out. The Broncos lose a game, which is we win out. Um, if the Jags lose to the Titans, that makes it even easier for us to get in. Uh, and. Um, the Texans uh, have to lose a game, and uh, the Steelers have to lose to uh, either. Uh, well, the the, the the Jags losing. I mean, the Jags and Texans like like someone has to go into the a like the Jags, uh, Jags, Colts, and Texans. Someone has to make it in, right? Like they're all eight and seven. Someone's gonna be, you know, champ of the division. So it's all kind of like based on. So like we're kind of rooting for the Jags to get there. Because we can control the Colts. Well, we, right? we don't have the tiebreaker against the the Texans, but we have the tiebreaker against the Jags. So if the Jags lose against the Titans, which is a division loss, that's that true. will make us better. And then that's why have the Texans that's, that's get have Texans win. Yes, the division. then the Texans would jump over regardless of what happens. Texans would jump over. Yeah. Uh, so now also the same thing with the Steelers. The Steelers have to lose to the Ravens. It doesn't matter if the Steelers lose to the freaking Seahawks. That's not a divisional. That's not a, uh, a, a conference win. They have to lose to the Ravens. Then their conference record will be worse and their division record will be worse. Even though we're tied, we would still win the tiebreaker against them. So that's why it's Isn't very head to, I thought head-to-head is the first tiebreaker. That's not the first tiebreaker. I think it's, it's, really? uh, conf, uh, I think it's division. Checking. Wild card tiebreaker scenarios NFL. I was almost positive head to head, head to head number one. Yeah. Well, that's what we that's what we have to be. One game better than the Steelers. So Steelers. if they lose one game, then and we win. Out. And we win both, and then yeah, we're good. Yeah. yeah so only only five of those things have to happen. Uh, five of those seven things. Now look, if we win out and the Bills lose out the last two games, which they they might, 
they took a dump earlier in the year against the Patriots, then we we sneak in and we don't have to worry about anything else. No, if if the Bills lose out and we win out, then we're both we're both nine and seven. I'm sorry. They'd be nine and eight, and we're nine and eight, and they have the tiebreaker over us because they beat us. Oh shit. So that's what I'm saying. That's why we're root Where Jar. That's why we're rooting for the Bills. We want them to get the sixth seed because we want the tiebreakers over the possible seven seeds. Because if they lose and I don't know, Texans like go above them or something, and we're fighting for the seventh seed at nine and eight, Bills win out. Bills win that tiebreaker. So we're that root- damn Vikings games coming back on us, man. That damn Vikings game. Every win, man. Every win is so so crucial. Every win is so crucial. But the good, I mean, look, all we can do on our end, you know, if you're the Raiders, all you can do is hope to win on your end. And Colts, we're three point dogs. It's very likely. It's very likely that the Jags lose to the Titans because the Jags have been playing terrible. They've all lost like four games in a row. All right. It's very likely that the Steelers lose to the Ravens. Well, and it's just it's just so many backup quarterbacks too. Like uh, we, I mean, us too, like, technically, right? But like, you know, Broncos, Steelers, Bengals, maybe Stroud is comes Aiden back. Is O'Connell a backup quarterback when the starting quarterback However, was benched? I mean, I mean, benched. A, I mean, that counts he's as uh, he's, he's healthy. He's healthy. Um, however you want to, however you want to, you want to slice it. However you want to, fr- I mean, oh, I mean, do you count Jared Stidham? Like, same thing. He's the backup, but the starter's healthy. So is benched still the backup? However you want to phrase it. But Broncos backup, Raiders backup, Steelers backup, Bengals backup, Texans. Maybe Stroud comes back this week. And then Colts backup. All backup quarterbacks minus maybe Stroud in the hunt. Hey, I'll take it. No, hey. no one was crying for us Argentina when we had Faro out there running around with a chicken with his head cut off. Uh, so moving forward next year, where's Devontae Adams going to play? And all season long, and this is how quickly things change. All season long, whenever there was Devontae Adams trade conversation when he was unhappy, he's throwing his helmet, Josh McDaniels gets fired. He'd go, you know, he went like six or seven straight games, had a touchdown or a hundred yard game, you know, all those things. Everyone's like, whoa, is Devontae going to demand a trade? Is Devontae going to demand a trade? And we all said, no, the cap hits too much. He's not a dummy. He knows, like, that's not going to happen. Like, they're not going to take that hit. But it's getting a little louder, those conversations. Um, a report from Rich Simini. I think I'm saying that right. Simini? Simini? Of ESPN. Players on... Simini. Simini? Don't be such a meanie, Simini. Players on the Rodgers 2024 watch list include Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams, who got 68 touchdowns from Rodgers during their years together in Green Bay. This would be a trade with significant compensation because Adams, who turns 31 on Sunday, is under contract for 2024, 17 million guarantee. The Jets are reportedly prepared to pursue him. So it's never a bad thing when you've got players that other people want. We're not used to that. <laughs> recently, but now we're starting to get a little taste of it. Never a bad thing, because that means things are going well, and you always want to look at offers. Even guys, you're like, there's no way I'm trading him. Eh, what are you offering? Every, pretty much everybody will listen. Yeah, they, well, they go listen. 
But when you've got Devontae Adams and you've got Aaron Rodgers, who has a significant amount of sway, we don't know the exact number of sways he has over the Jets organization, but he has some sway. If he goes to the Jets, if he goes to Robert Sala, he goes to the owner, he goes to the GM, he goes to whoever and says, I don't. Jesus Christ, Soto. Idiot. Where, Jar? Is he hunting something? Did he see a mouse? Your cat just ran right across your computer. Just being a jerk. Three years of doing this, I've seen your cat lick its own balls. I've seen it attack nothing. I've seen it hump another cat. I've never seen him just run across your computer. Freaking idiot. What did he knock over? My keyboard. (laughs) Dude, he does that all the time, man. Like, he's, he's such a freaking jerk. I'm amazed you let him in there during uh during the show no because what they were these part they were of doing show. is they're they're pulling up the carpet right by where the uh the door closes in the corner there they get all pissed off because i won't let them in and they start pulling up ca- the carpet man of the house juan soto <laughs> idiot man i can't believe it now look it, anyway. it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt that at the top of the draft there's hmm, about three Maybe four really good wide receivers. Like Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be gone. But yeah. then you got freaking, like, what's that guy? The Malik Neighbors. There's uh, the guy from Washington, Roma Adunze. And then there's uh, 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 Leggett, I think, South Carolina. There's, like, a handful of really good receivers. If you decided to move on from Devontae Adams for whatever reason, there is the possibility of you getting a quarterback and getting one of the top receivers in the in the draft uh, in the first round. I don't know if you would want to spend both of those high picks on offense, but you might. Your defense is playing really well. Uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like a uh, skies falling down moment, uh, depending on you know what the compensation was for. Um, and you look. If you're the Jets right now, you're like, look, man, this guy already had his legs snap in half. Okay, we gotta, we gotta win now. He's saying that he wants to. He's saying he wants to play two, three more years. That's what he's saying. That's the only reason we're having this conversation is if the Jets are desperate. Desperate. And Aaron Rodgers is like, I don't care what it takes. We have one season to make this work. Get me Devontae Adams. Yeah, my, Still on his prime at thirty. You know, he'll be thirty-one you, next season. If I, if, if I if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm, oh my god! If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm going like this. I'm saying you didn't protect me. It's your fault I got hurt. Yeah, he was pressured on all four dropbacks. His for his four dropbacks. Okay, all four plays he was pressured. Okay, mm-hmm. and it's like you can't protect me. I need to have my safety blanket. This is the guy I want. How many times am I gonna have to tell you this before you listen to me? Get my guy. Go get him. I don't care what it costs. We're already good enough. We're good enough right now. We need to maybe get a guy here and there in free agency, uh, a veteran guy just to be a stopgap type of guy. We found Van Roten off of the Bills bench last year, okay? There's guys out there that that can be had. And um, if if I'm Aaron Rodgers, that's what I'm doing. Now, I'm not saying I want to get rid of Adams. I'm not saying that whatsoever. But we have to see what the compensation is. So I'm holding – uh, judgment until I see what kind of conversation is being thrown out there. And, and there'd have to be, and, and the dead cap hit that we're taking needs to be part of that, like compensation scenario. 
Yeah. Right. It needs to be like, look, I know this isn't a you problem, but it is now a you problem, Jets. Like, okay, well, we can trade them, but now this is a you problem. Not only are you compensating me for this player, you need to compensate for our dead cap. We still got Chandler Jones's dead cap on the books. We got Chandler Jones's dead cap on the books. Now we're going to get Devontae Adams' dead cap on the books. You need to make up for that. You said Chandler Jones twice. So sweet. That's how big Chandler it Jones and Jimmy G, right? You said <laughs> Chandler, Jones and Chandler Jones. I was like, Chandler. damn, I know it's big, but come on. How did Chandler we get an for Chandler Jones? The guy I don't know what that process is like. I don't know what that process is like and how long it takes. Oh my god! It's it's it should it it's he's been arrested multiple times. Okay, like I think Congress- you need to hit up you need to hit up the beat writers that are, that are in those pressers. Hit up Tafer yeah. and Hill and those guys. And be like, can you ask this question, please, or at least figure it out for me? Like, what's the process? Has it been yeah, talked about behind the, the scenes? Champ, maybe maybe the capologist they got over there. Like, what do we got to do to get this going? This at least is- get an answer. At least let us know. Like, was it applied for and now we're waiting? Did you yeah, even think this of this? Is- like, where are we on this? We, we need we need to get Jimmy G in a scandal or something, right? We get that taken care of too. Is it really a scandal? Listen, we already listen, know. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to call you that anymore. I swear, Roger, I'm not going to call you that anymore. Since we're already doing one, can we get a two for one? Two for one deal. Come on. I promise not Come to call on. you football hating pussy anymore. I promise. You're crossing your, I was going to say, you're crossing your fingers on your back. <laughs> crossing right, bald so, on that one. Some, uh, some quick Raider news. Uh, Raiders signed a new tight end, Zach Gentry, off the Bengals practice squad, according to Tom Pelissero. Six foot eight. Big boy. Fed at Michigan. Uh, more of a blocking tight yeah, end. Yeah, he's a glorified tackle that can catch. Yeah. Well, it's weird because he was drafted or he was um, uh, recruited as a quarterback. Like, he was actually a quarterback out of New Mexico. And Harbaugh was like, look, if you if you switch to tight end, you'll play in the NFL. And it's true. Get drafted fourth or fifth round, whatever, by the Steelers. Um, so a big blocking tight end. Not much of a receiving threat, but a big blocking tight end. If you're six uh, eight, man, you're a receiving threat. I don't care. Right. <laughs> you're six you eight. Dunk over people. There's, ironically, there's guys that, that tall in the league. Ironically, he was drafted by the Steelers with the pick that the Raiders sent there for Antonio Brown. Just kind of a weird full circle situation here. Uh, my big, my big thing here is, does this signal to you at all that Michael Mayer might be out for longer? Or Speaking is it just of six, like, eight, yeah. Antonio Brown, he got six to eight easy. Oh, he's got way more than six to eight. Oh, he's got that. Dude. You add six and eight together. <laughs> That's why that girl was smiling in that pool. It was Dude, like Saudi that, Arabia or whatever. I got to get out. I, I would be out of that pool. I'm out of here, man. I'm out of she here. Wasn't, she wasn't pissed. She was shocked. She wasn't mad. Yeah, looking at that thing. Um, oh my God, stop it! Stop it. You're, no, you're no, so no, mad. No. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, this is not good news for Michael Mayer. Uh, when you sign a guy off a practice squad, he has to go on your active roster. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you gonna do? Like demote Hooper? <laughs> like or? Well, you can. Well, this is the thing. You can, and this is best case scenario. This is what I'm hoping is the case. Is they're not sure about Mayer. They sign him. You can bump him down to the practice squad right away. He still keeps his money, right? So you still sign him, signing bonus. Like he still gets his money, but there's no, he doesn't have to make the 53. I'm hoping this is just an insurance policy, but it could very well be, you know, Mayor's out for another game. I mean, there's only two games left in the regular season. Could be an injury worse than we thought. And they brought him in as a blocking tight end. But it's nice to see they brought in a. Toe injuries are messed up, man. They're just, they're just really messed up. 
and I, I, I've known a couple of guys that had bad toe injuries, and uh, I mean that's what took down Deion Sanders at the end of his yeah. career. Is you know it's a really bad turf toe. He ended up losing that toe and another one too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in other Raider news, not really news, but something that was brought up. According to C- uh, CBS, brought up a possible trade scenario when they were doing their mock drafts, and they brought this up. The Raiders get quarterback Justin Fields from the Bears, plus a 2025 six-round pick. The Bears get a third-round pick, a conditional 2025 third-round pick that becomes a second-round pick if Fields plays 75% of the blah, 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 blah. So basically just a third-round pick for a quarterback Justin Fields. Um, this would give the Bears even more draft capital in a draft where they've got two first-round picks and a bunch of other stuff going for them. And it gives the Raiders a quarterback with starting experience. Um, over the cap, guesses that Justin Fields' salary, because it'll be his fourth year this, uh, his fourth season coming up, which means we would have to pick up his fifth-year option uh, this May. Right, get aside by like right after the draft, early May. Yeah, so, you would you wouldn't trade for him if you didn't pick up that fifth year. Yeah, you're, you're certainly picking up the fifth year option. Over the caps, math has his contract at twenty two million dollars for starting quarterback pennies. So, uh, I know you're not that big of a Justin Fields guy, but would you be intrigued to trade almost nothing? Not almost nothing. A third rounder. No, it's Only a third and a conditional. A third and a conditional later. That could be a second if he plays. He plays a ton. 75% of the snaps. So a third and maybe a conditional. Or a third and a conditional. It's, well, it's two thirds right now. And it could be a second if he plays 75% of the snaps. That, that's what was proposed. And only $22 million. Is that something you would entertain? It's tough because you you'd really have to have a lot more information on O'Connell because Justin Fields right now is a below average quarterback throwing the ball wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, his QBR is I think, 22nd in the NFL this year. Uh, so, and, and you know what you're getting. It's his third year already. This is a, this is a year where quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks are supposed to, like put it all together is their third season right now. There hasn't been a lot of turmoil out there in Chicago as far as uh, coaching and coaching changes, stuff like that. But I mean, it's rough I offense mean, to be a quarterback of, but yeah, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a tough offense, but you know, he has some weapons out there. He's got one of the best receivers in DJ Moore. He's got Mooney. He's got some guys running the football. The issue that we're, I'm the issue that I see is I haven't seen. I see a lot of flashes from him. But you look at the end of the season, what he's done for the entire for the breadth of the entire 17 games, which hasn't been 17 games because he always gets hurt, is he's he's below average. So very similar to a quarterback we used to have. I'm not going to talk about his name, but uh, uh, my contention was a lot of people fell in love with his flashes and didn't take into account some of the some of the lulls. I think that's very similar to Justin Fields with even less high when it comes to throwing the ball a lot of good running the ball flashes you know sports center you know top plays but you don't win on sports center top plays and i don't know that he's that type of quarterback he's not a quarterback that blows people's skirts up and saying let's go get that guy but if he falls into our lap i think it's a conversation worth having 
especially if we do win these next two games and go to the playoffs and our draft spot went from we were sixth two weeks ago and then now we're in like the mid-20s, right? So like it's going to be a lot harder to jump into the top seven or eight to get one of those top four quarterbacks. Um, and it's going to cost us a lot more than if we were already kind of in striking distance to begin with. It's just so cheap. It's worth th- to me to like think about, right? It's definitely worth like kind of like – if you're not going quarterback in the first round and you're rolling with Aiden O'Connell, I think you definitely make this deal. And you have a quarterback battle between Farva and Justin Fields, or maybe like a package for Justin Fields or something like that. Just because he's so cheap. Just just like two thirds and twenty mil. Yeah, he's he's not he's put, not put expensive. him in with some good weapons. I know? mean, he's not expensive if you compare him to the top quarterbacks in the league, mm-hmm. but is he too expensive for what he's giving you play-wise? Because he's the 22nd ranked quarterback in the league this year. And you you want to give that guy $22 million? Or, because look, this could be a career killer for AP if he does this. Because if you trade for this guy, and, and, and a third well, it'd be round... A, it'd be a champ. It'd be a champ decision. Well, champ decision. Two, two third-round picks is nothing to sneeze at. Okay, those those are high high and those are high quality picks. Those are the guys that should start on your team. First three rounds, those guys should start. That's why when we got Byron Young, it took a stupid fat dump, right? Mm. But it could turn into a second, so it's not that cheap. Okay, and it's not that cheap considering you have to pay him twenty two million dollars for a guy who's been a below average quarterback. If that doesn't work out. Yeah, it's like well, a like, bunch it, of bad marks against you. You're 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 not you're picking them up if the offensive coordinator and GM say we can fix this, right? That's what you're picking up. You're not picking up the Justin Fields we've seen in Chicago. You're picking up like, okay, the offense was so bad over there. Eberflus is out of his mind. The turnover is so terrible. That's what you're doing, right? If you're evaluating and you're saying, okay, I think we can work with this. Again, I think it all comes down to who our OC is, who our GM is, and where we end up in the draft how serious we take this conversation. Um, side note. Well, I mean, but we, real quick, you have a lot more leash if you go with a rookie quarterback because he's a rookie. Yeah. As far if as you can get, if you can, security. yeah, if you can get, yeah. But then it comes down to like, of course, of course we want one of those top four rookie quarterbacks more than Justin Fields. Like no doubt about it. Um, what's going to cost us to get them versus what can we get for Justin Fields? The uh, side note. You know why we don't have to worry about any fifth-year options this May? Because Alex Leatherwood's not on the team anymore. <laughs> we didn't have to worry about any. Um, uh, only we, we only had to worry about one fifth-year option last year because rugs are net. You don't have to make those hard decisions if those players make them for you. You know. Uh, one more piece of Raider news: Jared Stidham. I'm sure you've all saw the news. Russell Wilson benched with his bajillion dollar contract and bajillion we think our dead money's bad with our quarterback denver just swimming in dead it is a cemetery that's gonna their be their cap books is a cemetery because it's just all dead money like Russell 89 over the next picks. two years just a colossal and that's colossal. for one Top player trades and extensions that's for one player now he's actually the seventh uh, best passer in the NFL right now. The problem is it's just kind of very stagnant 
it's basically like Ted Wynn did a really good job breaking them down where it's just like first read. If it's there, great. Otherwise dump it off. That's basically the entire offense. Sean Payton's like, come on, I'm Sean Payton. I want more than that. Yeah. So they're going with our boy, Jared Stidham, just like last season, right? Benching a quarterback because you don't want to pay the injury guarantee. Jared Stidham comes in. Now, you know, how I felt about Jared Stidham. I still don't forgive Josh McDaniels for either shooing him away or, um, uh, Ziegler for not signing him for, you know, the, the two years, like 6 million guaranteed or whatever he's getting in Denver. Like, pff, of course we've got course. Give me that over Hoyer any day. If he beats us, I swear to God, I am torching Josh McDaniels house. If you let Jared Stidham leave and then beat us to keep us out of the playoffs in the last game of the season, I am burning down Josh McDaniels house and insulting the earth. So nothing can grow again. That would be that would be very poetic for Jared Stidham to ruin our playoff hopes by beating us. Extremely poetic, uh, man. It's uh, these little decisions that people think are insignificant come back to bite you a lot sometimes. Mm. And uh, I mean, as far as Russ goes, Russ is not is was never a. Uh, Sean Payton quarterback, a Sean Payton quarterback. Just think, Drew Brees doesn't have to have a big arm. Doesn't have to be have to be super mobile. You have to get the ball out on time, and that's not Russ's thing. Is getting the ball. Russ's thing is play action, moon balls. That's his thing. Running around, making plays. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, one, two, three, back hit, leg hits, boom, balls out. That's that's not who he is, and he's never been that guy. Uh, and it just it wasn't a marriage that was going to work. Even though his uh, his uh, stats are are you know not bad, they're they're good. It, he's not the quarterback. Type, he's not the type of quarterback that would be able to do anything more than what he's doing now, and he would only regress. He would not progress. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, in hindsight, this was so easy to predict. Like you look at like look. Why did they get Russell Wilson? Because that was their consolation prize because they didn't get Aaron Rodgers. That was it. It's like, all right, we're swinging big. All right, let's get someone good. Oh, we can't. It's like, all right, let's give everything to the Seahawks for an aging, scrambling quarterback coming off of injury. And then, oh, yeah, let's give him this insane extension with what, 180 million guaranteed money, something like that. Life is good in the Russell Wilson house. I'm not hating on Russ. I'm not hating on Russ. On Russell. Life is good. Life is good in the ruffle compound. Ready to do some water Max? Let's ride. RJ looks like the guy from Squat University. That's from Nine Spartan 40. I never knew what that was, so I looked it up. Do I look like him? No. Maybe the hairline, but that's about it. I think it's one of those all-white guys look the same looks. Yeah, I don't see it. No, he's got a, a, a lot more elongated face. Uh, his nose is a little bit bigger than yours. Uh, he has a nervous smile. His face is I've had a mischievous smile. He's got like a Cheshire cat grin. Yeah, he looks kind of nervous there, like kind of a no, and the mouth is completely different. And I would never go to squat university because ever since I retired from fighting, I don't even do legs anymore, just beach muscle, bench, curls, shoulders. That's all I worry about. a couple of abs. Eric Rivera, 6304. Why is nobody even considering Aiden O'Connell? 
He's only played a handful of games and is really improving. Let's see how he finishes before we write him off completely. Is he really improving? This is the thing with Farva. We love Farva on this show. Big fan. Love what he brings to the locker room. Love his attitude. When you demand that he play mistake-free football and don't lose you the game, he can't. That is a that is a backup worth developing for the Raiders for a very long time. Is there a potential for him to be much more? Absolutely. Again, his only offensive minds in his NFL life have been Josh McDaniels, who destroys every quarterback he works with, and Bo Hardy, who's been on. We don't know what he is yet. You know what he is. He was th- he was thrust from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator. Is that all right? Make up a game plan in forty five minutes, right? So we don't know what his what his real potential is, but you don't you don't put all your chips on someone like Favre on a position that's that important. You don't put all your chips in there. You have to see more. And unfortunately, he hasn't shown enough. Um, The inconsistencies, you're going to get that with rookie quarterbacks regardless, right? But the lows can't be this low. You can't get, you know, zero points against a average Miami team, um, excuse me, Minnesota team. You can't, uh, get two field no touchdowns goals against no, the uh, even with the elements you gotta you know no, no completions after the first quarter like that's just that stuff like that just can't happen now, I understand there's mitigating circumstances but you look at and you and you have to weigh the good and the bad so you can't just say oh well you can't explain something away if you're going to say well he did really good here you have to put it all together and he needs to show a lot more and a lot more consistency in order to be the guy that I think a lot of people hope that he can be. Two things. Um, first off, with 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 a quarterback, I want a quarterback that can elevate a game, that can take a game over and 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 run with it. Right? He has the ability. Right? Obviously, you want one that can do it all the time, but at least one that can do it sometimes. Games on the line. I'm grabbing this bitch by the pigtails, and I'm doing what I want. Like, I want him to approach a game like that. Farva's never done that in the NFL. He's never shown anything remotely close. When the game's been like, all right, two-minute drill, it's on your shoulders, pick. Never been able to do that so far this season. Is there hope for the future? Maybe he can, of course. Never even showed a glimpse of it. I mean, two, twice, actually. There's that, and then it was against Miami, too. Never shown the ability to, like, take a game by the reins and just be like, I'm going to win this now and take control and win. Quarterback's going to be able to do that. He's never shown an, an ability to do it. Two, quarterback is so important. Why not put our chips on multiple places? Right? I talk, you know, we can get Justin Fields for pretty, you know, reasonably cheap. If Farva looks great, quarterback battle, you know, let's, let's put our money on two horses. Um, we still, like, the, the best scenario is we, we get one of those top four or five quarterbacks this draft, Jane Daniels or May or whoever, and then Farva's still developing, Right. Even when you get, even if we get Caleb Williams, there's like a less than 50% success rate for quarterbacks. First round quarterbacks in the NFL. There's a less than 50% success rate. So let's not put our, like, I don't want to put all of our chips on Caleb Williams. I would still want a backup plan. What if he doesn't work out? Let alone when I put all of our chips on a fourth round rookie who's proven he can't take games over when you need him to. So, no one's giving up on Farva, but 
we're not putting all our chips on Farva. We're putting, all right, we're going to develop Farva. He's here. He's in the building. We got at least three more years of him, probably four more years of his rookie deal. Let's, you know, let's work on him. Let's hopefully he, he does great. But it is too important of a position to just be like, all right, we're just going to bet on him and go. No, I want, I want at least one more option, if not two. If that's yeah. if not another one. As of three weeks ago, 56 different quarterbacks started NFL games this season. That's a lot. That's a real a whole hell of a 32 lot. 32 teams. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's that's a, a lot of different starting quarterbacks. Three of them were from the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need more than one option when you have this many games to play. Yeah. And that's, that's the other part. Just like backups being able to play and developing your starter. Like how mm-hmm. like there's there's just too many too many quarterbacks that had so much hype around them and just fell flat. You can't you can't just you can't you can't bank on someone like Barb. Eddie Ritter won. Sorry, dudes, love the show except all caps. Leave the women and children out of it. No innocent civilians in the line of fire. You're better than that. Vince Vaughn said in old school. Raiders. So I'm assuming you're talking about the Chiefs game when Swift and Brittany Mahomes were in the box and we were making fun of them, consoling each other. No children. We leave children out of this. I don't think there's ever been no children. shots fired at, at children, but I don't think I think you're just making a, a rule in general. Get, women and children. Okay. We were at a, were we out of line? The old old Swifty and Mrs. Mahomes? Were we out of line? No, because <laughs> they are not they're not civilians. They are public figures. One is a multi-billion-dollar uh, music artist who's known around the world. She's fair game. Another Might be one the is, most famous person on earth. Yeah. Another yeah. one is famous for having a Netflix show, a reality show on Netflix. They are public figures, and they are fair game. Get that through your skulls. These are not players' wives that are anonymous that you wouldn't pick out of a lineup. These are famous people who are on TV who people know their name. They are public figures. They are fair game. They are public figures that seek public attention, right? This isn't like, you know, I always talk about like AJ Hawk. When he's on the show, we talked about how his then girlfriend, now wife, when he wore the half Notre, she wore the half Notre Dame, half Ohio state Jersey. When AJ played linebacker against her, your boyfriend. And then now husband. Right. And she, AJ talked about all the time, like how embarrassed she was. Like she got this, she didn't get the Jersey for attention. Someone like sponsored it and gave it to her. She's like, okay, I'll wear it. And they put her on TV a thousand times and she didn't want it. She didn't want the attention. Like it was thrust on her despite her wishes. That's different. You leave Mrs. Hawk out of everything because she wants to be out of the spotlight. And she's the wife and she should be. And, and AJ is freaking legit. And he would kill you if you say anything about his wife. And then on the flip side, you've got like, are we still even sure that this Taylor Swift and tight end that will remain nameless is even legit? Like it could still just be a publicity stunt. Is that really all that that crazy of a possibility? They're both public figures. They're both yeah. one's a reality TV star, and the other one is a global superstar. They are public figures. Get over yourselves. I don't know what you think about two guys who host a podcast called the Autumn Windbags. What are we better than? Um, we're better than a lot of the other shows out there. I'll tell you. I'll have, to, I'll have to get back at you on that. Are there porn podcasts? We'll probably have higher morals than them. Not oh, there's better. that huge guy that does a podcast with a bunch of porn stars. That super annoying guy. Are there dog fighting podcasts? 
We're probably oh, better God, than them. I don't want to talk about that. Is there an Al Qaeda podcast? We're probably I'm sure better there than is. Them. Don't don't hashtag Al Qaeda in this freaking thing. It is taken down. Hashtag Al Qaeda. Do it on a work computer. Don't 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 do that. If we get a bunch of Al Qaeda followers, we'd be pretty pumped. We'd be, How long like, will they super, watch? We're huge in Afghanistan. <laughs> Just crushing. We, ratings, we look at the raises in Afghanistan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> 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 All right. Well, that's it for us. We will do a uh, preview show for the now must-win Colts game this Sunday, New Year's Eve morning game. Um, we'll either do it Thursday or Friday, dependent on Soto's schedule. Yeah, we'll see. You got you got fighters this weekend, right? You're on the road. No, with fighters? no, I'm, I'm I'm actually I'm out of town. I I will bring my my setup with me, so I will be able to do a post game show. But uh, I may be I may be in route Friday. Okay. okay. Uh, when we know, you'll know. But either Thursday or Friday, we'll do our uh, pregame show, and it's a big one, boys. We got this. I mean, it's 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 there. You can kind of. It's Gotta just out of reach right now. We'll keep doing what we're doing. We're just go, go, gadget arms. Turn to grab it. We can grab it. Until then, knock on wood if you're with me.